Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malik Floor. And we are finishing our discussion of Punisher POV with a discussion of issue number four by Jim Starlin, Bernie Wrightson, and Bill Ray. Okay, Amir, it's not the greatest comic ever, but I love this last issue. It was just so fun. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. I mean, you know, as, as Punisher comics go. It's just I, all action, right? I think what I've been complaining about in the first three chapters is all the setup. Mm-hmm. But like, we get a monster scene and we get the Punisher jumping out of a plane and we get like a sewer chase and then we get this crazy, weird monster. I don't know. I just thought it was just a super fun comic. I think it would be a cool movie, like one of those B-movie, you know, like the... 80s B movies like we talked about, like Delta Force, miscasting uh Chuck Norris as the Punisher, color his hair, you know, just like a cheap movie with like a lot of action. Yeah. That's totally what it felt like to me. It's like one of those movies you, that comes on at 10:30 at night on HBO or something on a Friday, and you're just like hanging out, watching it, like nothing great, nothing terrible, or the kind of movie you pull up when you're half stoned and it's you know, you just need something to take your mind off the world. You know, it ain't the crown. It, it, it's not Watchmen, but it's so freaking fun. Yeah, it's a, um, I mean, I love the art. I love the coloring. Um, I think there's certain aspects. I think the thing I really enjoyed most about it is the idea that this could have been a Batman story and what they would have done differently artistically writing wise had it been Batman. Yeah, go on with that. What do you th- what are you thinking about that? Um I mean, he there probably would have been less deaths in it, you know. And even um I mean, the Punisher doesn't get to kill anybody, really, even though they talk about him being a killer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh the fat guy gets it cuz he's run over by a train. So there is one thing that I loved about this uh issue um obviously the the one part i love i really loved about this issue is a page where when the the mustachey fat guy dies and he's run over by a train yeah you know that page i'm looking at it now does that page remind you of bernie krikstein's um classic story yeah, I was thinking about that as I was looking at it. Like, that looks like Master Race. Yeah. I wonder if Wrightson's doing a little tip of his hat to Master Race. Because it's like, it's that famous image, right? Of the of the people moving through the subway car. Yeah. And the static image of the Punisher in front of it. It's a really nice panel. Yeah, it's like the Master... That's my favorite part of this issue. Of like, elus- oh, I, I think it's definitely like, that's what it is. He's alluding to that master race oh totally it's total tip of the hat i really enjoy the whole sequence though i think it's really well told mm-hmm. going back a page from from the master race panel right we see the weird guy coming up through this through the subway right and um his head's only halfway out so you get the sense of movement and space there mm-hmm. and then we watch him running and like the the close-up how it goes from th- three pounds to the close-up of him and then we see the dragon chasing after him, which of course is the train on the bottom of that page and into the next. Like 
Wrightson draws the hell out of that dragon. It's just freaking amazing. One of the dragons is uh, the Punisher, and the other one is the train. Yeah. But here's the funny thing. The Punisher grabs him and throws him in the in front of the train, right? Yeah, but I I didn't quite understand that because he's already running on the tracks. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So why is the Punisher throwing him? I feel like the Punisher... Yeah, I feel like... Punisher, oh, I guess he was running to an alcove or something. Yeah. I feel like the Punisher kill, throws him in front of a train, which is why... I don't know why he's remorseful when the train runs over him. I think he's just exhausted. Oh, he's exhausted. Okay, he's not sad. He's just exhausted. Okay. No, because the, the script says at least one of these guys got what he deserved. Oh, uh, okay. That's it. And your man Ray, like the coloring on that sequence is really nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man Ray, my <laughs> <laughs> boy, your boy Ray. I mean, for early '90s coloring, like the way they play with the light on his face when he's running, and then fly the subway car, and mm-hmm. especially the way the blood spatters on the panel after he gets hit. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really nice kind of subtle scene, right? The train just moving past. It's in the background, sort of, and you just get the splatter of blood up there in front. It's just a very like satisfying way to tell that story. You don't have to see his body explode. We just see the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. I don't love the lettering, though. Not no. The, not the thought bubble ones. Not the, the bubble ones, but the square lettering. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, both like the serif lettering they use for Punisher... And that weird kind of fake hand lettering they do for the weird guy. It feels kind of old-fashioned. It looks like computer coloring, actually. Yeah, like very early computer lettering. Is that what you mean? I'm sorry, computer lettering. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, doesn't it? It looks like it was done on like a Macintosh 2 or something. Yeah, especially the Punisher's lettering. It it looks, it's awful. It's off-centered and like just... uh, Aerial, I don't know, aerial font ten. Yeah, the kerning's a little weird on it too. It's it's not as mm-hmm. tight as it should be. Yeah, it's not. I don't like it. I mean, it the parallel narrative thing is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's mean, a that's a Frank Miller idea to have like multiple narratives going at the same time. No, no, that's funny. Right, like in Batman Year One, he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you gonna say parallel thought bubbles, right? Yeah. I mean, one thing is this is not my kind of a comic, at least right now. And but I I will give it credit. It's like if you're and I love action movies. If you like the alien, you like those action movies that we've talked about in the previous episodes and what you're just talking about now. This is very fun. It's really fun. It's a lot of action. Um you get a little emotion with the baby alien dying. And then, you know, you get a lot of action with fighting, a lot of monsters, even though there are no monsters, but Bernie Wrights and monsters. Because you got to get it, you know, get your shit in. He's got to get his shit in, you know? Oh, dude, that full page picture of the baby body on the monster. That's fucking amazing. It looks so awesome. So creepy. So creepy, right? Yeah. With the baby face in the middle of all that weird kind of the tentacles and stuff. I mean, we've seen this in, in horror movies. Uh, there's yeah. a James Gunn movie where the earlier James Gunn movie where he does something really similar. Uh, but 
but like it's really cool to see on the comic page. Mm-hmm. I mean, the baby I mean, looks our... the baby looks too old, but that's okay. Uh-huh. What were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say, uh, it reminds me of a uh, Quato leader of the resistance from a uh... oh that Schwarzenegger movie. I'm blanking. I know. I'm trying to remember the name of the James Gunn movie. And the way oh, yeah, the it's all eating action films like Alien, um, Total Recall, you know, all those like action movies. Yeah, because this, were... this is not that unusual, yeah, to do this kind of thing uh, in a movie, especially for that time. Yeah, and then Deke ends up being brain dead, which, all right. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot with Deke, and then he just kind of goes off screen in the third issue, in the last and his, issue. And his dad is a, is a scientist. It seems like he's in witness protection agency against the Punisher, mm-hmm. which that's where the Batman story comes in. I feel like if it was Batman, it would probably not be Batman. They'd try, probably be protecting this guy from, like, Falcone or something. Yeah, and they would still put him... They would still put him somewhere out in the middle of, of uh, the the uh, some desert island where he's just stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'd eventually come back. The movie I'm thinking of is Slither, by the way, 2006 by James Gunn. Oh, I mean, this kind of thing's been done a ton of times too. Oh, I just okay. I just think it's amazing the detail and the creepiness. Writes and just gives that creature. Mm-hmm. Love the man's work. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to make sure to talk about. I thought the sequence where the Punisher jumps out of the plane was just like a, a perfect Wrightson and Ray sequence. Early on in this issue, mm-hmm. it's just composed so well. It's got it's such a nice amount of action to it. I mean, yeah, you can see Chuck Norris doing something like this, right? And this is the big, yeah. this is like the the this big scene they show in the trailer. Will he survive? He's Chuck. Of course he will. Uh, the paneling is beautiful. Yeah. And then it shows him, like, you know, getting out of his handcuffs and all. Yeah, it's just really nicely done, right? And it's against the, the morning sunshine. So we get, like, this really nice coloring of the sunrise against New York Harbor. The, mm-hmm. the great sequence where the Punisher's escaping and we see him kicking to his left. Get it? Well, his right, yeah. And the plane is angled the opposite way, so we get an idea of the paint. The plane is shaking around. Then when he jumps out of the plane, and the henchman is like hanging off the door. Oh, so such an eighties action film trope, right? I didn't even notice that. Why is the henchman hanging off the helicopter door? Because he's oh, oh, that's right. He fought them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's shoving him. He he headbutts him, so he's falling out. Oh and, yeah, and he opens it. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, and then that three-panel sequence of the Punisher diving into the water, and then coming up. Mm-hmm. It really is like we like I've been saying, like excellent storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the art's superb. Pretty cool. He moves you through the story so well, and uh, yeah, raised coloring, like you're saying, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's not the greatest. Punisher or Batman comic ever. But super fun. Yeah. It's better than average. 
think I might like Punisher POV a little more than you. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably if I had to pick up one Punisher, you know, and it's and uh, Garth Ennis stuff is not available, Jason Aaron stuff is not available, then I'd pick this. <laughs> okay, that's not the most uh, the most ringing endorsement, but <laughs> that works. I think I'm going to buy that Bill Ray original art page. By the way, it's on eBay. Oh, okay. Is that original? Like, so it was actually like, what kind of coloring was? Is that you know? It says original color paints, mm. and the description. Oh, it's watercolor artboard. So it says it's a ten by fifteen piece of crescent watercolor artboard painted by Bill Ray and has a transparency overlay with printed art by Bernie Wrightson. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think I'll give myself an early Christmas gift. Why not? Nice. I'm glad we talked about this comic. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for suggesting. That was really fun to think about. Uh, uh, to think about um, like the differences and and the art's amazing, you know. So it was cool. Thanks, Amir. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Oh, thank you.